Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. I'm known as the Mental MacGyver, providing luxury level support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Annette Richmond with Personal Brand You. She's a personal brand strategist, helping people look 3D in a 2D space like LinkedIn. I have Don Gleason. He's the president of Achieve New Heights, focused on executive career transition, and leadership, as well as the Director of Leadership and Mentoring at the Society of American Military Engineers, the San Antonio Post. Finally, I have Dina Peralt. She is the Vice President of Human Resources at Faulkner Automotive Group. She's a Secretary of the PA SHRM and the Global Advisory Board Member at Achieve Next. The question I have for you, when does being kind become sugarcoating? Dina, kick us off. When I think about the difference between being kind and sugarcoating, I think there's really a definitive line between the two. I think you can be honest and be kind. Um, I think people tend to sugarcoat to avoid a confrontation or to avoid a difficult conversation. Um, but in business and especially, I guess, in your personal life, I think it's misleading. Mm -hmm. And it could be potentially manipulative. And then because I tend to be very blunt and transparent, and I really just want to know what you think because that makes us all better and it moves conversations along and it gets to the heart of whatever the issue is that we're facing. I find it to be condescending. So when mm. I think about people sugarcoating something, I'm like, no, tell me what you want to tell me. You can still be diplomatic. You can still be thoughtful about the way you say it, which in my mind is being kind without putting all that sugar on it. The only place I want sugarcoating is on a donut. I don't want it in my communications. I don't want it in my personal relationships. I would rather people be just honest and thoughtful and deliberate about what they're saying rather than adding on that sweet sugarcoating on anything. Yeah, Dina, I think we're pretty close. Uh, I, I go by <laughs> Dave Ramsey's thought of to be unclear is to be unkind. Mm. And I think we have way too many folks who, like you said, are holding away from being honest. Now, you can be honest with being diplomatic and care for people's feelings, and we should do that. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> too often, we, we're afraid to say no. I think of being in church and somebody says, hey, would you volunteer for this? And you know you don't want to do it. It's not in your passion area but you don't want to say no because it's church and thus you leave them hanging. So to be clear and say, you know, that's really not my passion area. I will help you in other ways, but that's not where I'm going to put my time. So I think sugarcoating it gets into when we start, like you said, hiding things. And I think we're actually crueler by sugarcoating than just by being diplomatically honest. I, I have to say, um, maybe surprisingly, or maybe not, we all pretty much agree here. So I am pretty uh, direct and frank myself, and uh, I don't believe in, in sugarcoating either. And to your point, Don, I have recently learned that no is a complete sentence and to not agree or continue doing things that I really don't want to do. But also, I think to your point, Dina, if you want to be kind, you can always lead with a positive. Like, I really like the message that you're sending. However, maybe the language could be changed or something like that if you want to give feedback on something. So I think you can be kind and also be frank and honest at the same time. So kindness to me is telling the truth, being honest with people. If I have spinach in my teeth, kindness is telling me, niceness is ignoring it. So that nice and kind are different for me, but it also becomes sugarcoating when I start hiding or being sticky or being like, 
oh, this is so fake. Look, you're awesome. That fakeness is what sugarcoating is to me. And I can feel it when someone starts doing it. It's that inauthenticity. If you're someone who is constantly sugarcoating, I, I feel like it's a way to set yourself up to be frustrated because you're assuming that they're getting the message you're sending, even though you're sugarcoating it. And the person receiving the sugarcoated message is like, it's really not that bad, mm -hmm. right? It's not something I really have to work on. It's not an imminent issue. It's just, I'd be a nice to know or a nice to do or a nice to have, but not really overly important. And then you're absolutely right. The minute I feel that someone's being you know, inauthentic, I turn off. Once it's sugarcoated, then the message isn't even important. I was just thinking as you were saying that, but the thing is, if I am sugarcoating the message I'm giving you, I'm not really giving you the message. I'm giving you a different message, which exactly. I think is what you were, were going at, that it's, um, if I am just saying something and putting it lightly, like, oh, you know, really not too bad. Maybe look at this or that. Uh, when somebody is really just doing poorly at something, it's just not sending the message that that person really needs, particularly if they're looking for your feedback. And I think about that in the business environment today, or say you're a coach or maybe you're a speaker or whatever you're doing, and somebody asks you for a proposal, you give them a proposal and they say, well, let me think about that. And you try to ask some questions, you don't get much out of it. And then you try to go back to them. You say, hey, when can I connect back? Oh, give me two days. And you never get another answer. And so you, you try and you try and you try. And it's like, is this not going through? And I think that's actually worse. I would just rather you tell me, no, it's either the higher price or it's not the right subject or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with it. Either I can adjust or I just accept it. But by hanging me out there, it's actually cruel to me. You're making me spend energy. And you're actually spending energy because I keep emailing you. Mm -hmm. so I would leave you alone if you just tell me no. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It occurs to me just now with you saying that, Don, I think that sugarcoating might be conflict avoidant. Yes, oh, yeah. Very much so. Oh, and when I think about DISC being a DISC S personality styles, which are 67%, resists conflict. And when I talk to people about, I wish you would just tell me no, they say, well, I don't like to have that conversation. I don't like to say no, or I don't like to have no conflict. It's like, at some point, put your big put big boy, big girl pants on, say no, no is a complete sentence. It's a good answer. It's nice to me. Let's move on. What popped in my mind when you were talking about conflict avoidance, lying is conflict avoidance too. I've right. had people say that, well, you know, I'm not really lying. I'm just not saying the truth because I'm avoiding conflict. So maybe sugarcoating is maybe just kind of, lying. <laughs> mm. Right. We were kind of all taught if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Mm. And I'm kind of like, well, if you're going to open your mouth, tell the truth. That's basically it. Mm -hmm. I don't think we should be unkind or indelicate, but we should tell the truth. And even if it's difficult, it's exactly what Don was saying before was you've got to be able to step up and say, I have to tell you exactly what I'm thinking, but I can be nice and how I approach that so that you get the message I need you to hear, but we don't need to sort of break all ties or ruin friendships over it. We just need to be really clear and honest in how we say it. Do you I think that people who sugarcoat things realize they're doing it or is it unconscious? I think so. I think, I, I think so. So I, I can't help but wonder, um, maybe in many cases it's conscious, but I think about it could also be a learned behavior because mm -hmm. if you say the truth and the response you always get is somewhat negative, then you learn to sugarcoat, sugarcoat just to get away. So I can completely understand the, the why you would want to avoid conflict and why you would want to do this. 
if you think back to my example about the proposal, <clears throat> if they say no, and I spend the next five or 10 minutes trying to convince them that it's the right thing for them, it would be easier for them just to say, I'll think about it, sugarcoat it, right. and walk away. Mm -hmm. So at some point, there's got to be a niceness on my part when somebody says firmly, no, this isn't my interest. Right. That we accept it and move on. Yeah, it could be your exit strategy. <laughs> What advice would you have for someone who maybe is conflict avoidant, does use the sugar coating <clears throat> method or the, oh, it's just kinder to lie kind of mentality? What would you suggest to them to kind of get out of that habit? Role play. Find a, a peer or a mentor that they can say, this is the issue I'm having. And wordsmith what they want to say, um, because I could easily write out a whole bunch of things for someone to say, but it's my words, not theirs. So they've got to be with the words they're using. So it sounds like them and it feels like them. So even if you sort of inch more toward less sugarcoating, more authentic conversation, as they practice, they'll get better. Mm -hmm. I agree with you 100%. I never write scripts for people to say in an interview or any kind of situation right. because it does need to be their words and role playing with them. My suggestion would be to just start with something positive. So if you have something that you're going to say that may be interpreted as negative or something that might upset someone to lead with something positive first and then add that in at the end. I like the role play idea. I was trying to think of if role play doesn't work, put them in the opposite shoe, right? And be sugarcoat to them and see how mm. it feels. Well, I can definitely say that saying things out loud allows your brain to hear it in a different way, allows your mouth to practice saying it. And that makes it easier just because you've already kind of set that neural pathway. So you, the, the words don't stumble out of your mouth. You understand where you're going. So I think that's a great tip. Thank you so much for this conversation. That is our 10 minutes. So I'm going to cut us off there. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.